want to get like the beginning reactions of what you think about the song. Okay. Like, another video on it. Like if we want to do another one after this one, if this video ain't too long, but all right. But hey, everybody, welcome back to my YouTube channel, Upload Crash. Oh, dang. Upload Past Crossroads. I'm Sean Christopher Jenkins. This is my guy, my co-host, Melvin Hart Jr. He's in Board of Examiners with me. He's trying to be a minister like me in the African Methodist Episcopal Church in the 13th District. So uh, if you if you are a regular subscriber or if you're new to my YouTube channel and you go to my YouTube channel, you see that I have a lot of play, playlists on there. And one of the playlists that I have on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, right, is uh, titled Musical Revelations or Songs of the Day. So this is where I just talk about uh, all the songs that touch me, that make me feel like I'm closer to God. It gets me in the right mood to be in a place where God wants me to be, to have the right mindset or whatever. So that's what this playlist is, the songs of the day. So Melvin, he's he's our co-host for today. So he has, this is one of his musical revelations that he has, that he enjoys, that touches him the most. So Melvin, tell me about Ain't No Half Stepping by Big Daddy King. So this song was, released in 1988 yeah yeah do you remember what you were doing in 1988 when did you, is that when you first heard the song when it was first released man let me tell you so the school i'm from dayton ohio okay. and the schools that they put on it was roth middle school mm -hmm. and um they put on a performance where they be rapping and different people doing different stuff mm -hmm. and this dude rapped this song and man it sounds so good i had to look it up and mm -hmm. I've just been rolling with it ever since. So like I've they been were, with it since. Huh? a guy was rapping to the beat of the song, or they were like just saying all the lyrics to this song and just you say all the lyrics to the song. You can tell he had been practicing and working on it. Uh -huh. And he came out, you know, around in leather jacket, no shirt on, and was just going in on the song. And I was just sitting back with at all like, oh man, I like I got it. I got to find this song, you know, and been loving it ever since. Right. Dang, all right, all right. And so, um, yeah, you said that you, he made a sermon. You said you preached a sermon recently, right? Yeah. Uh, about uh, the song. Sunday. Sunday? Oh, so uh, it was just last week. Yeah. Right. And the title of the, of the sermon was Ain't No Half-Stepping With God, right? Yep. All right. Yeah, you want to go ahead and break that down for us, man? Like, So I'm coming out of uh, Exodus 6, 6 through 8, and the message Bible, it says, here is a message from Israel. I am the Lord, and with my mighty power, I will punish the Egyptians and free you from slavery. I will accept you as my people. I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the one who rescued you from the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I solemnly promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will be yours. I am the Lord. And Ain't nowhere in there saying I might do it, or ain't nowhere in that in that topic where he's saying I could do it. He said I will do it, and if he if God said he'll do it, it's on, it's on, it, it's, it's 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 solid, you know. Um, and so then I, I come in and tell you, you know, half stepping is a slang word, not completing something all the way, or starting something just to give half effort. And we know that God ain't gonna give no half effort on nothing. Everything He say He gonna do, He gonna do, and that's basically what what it's come from. Ain't no half stepping with God. Ain't, ain't no half doing. Ain't nothing. You know, well, I think I might go over here. Nah, so God ain't gonna second guess Himself like us people like we do. 
you know, and, and that's where I'm coming from. Because you think about it, is a person gonna go to class and I'm gonna give a shrug shoulders or half effort, they ain't gonna pass nothing, they're gonna get 50% or a, barely a passing grade. Even if you're going to a football game as a guard and you only get half effort, man, you, you can hang it up. You, you can hang it up. Yeah. That's why you, I'm telling you, and I'm advising, when you go into wherever you're going to go into, go in there wholeheartedly going to give all you got. You know, it's so many times I hear football players now saying, um, I'm like, well, what happened? I don't know. Well, did you try your best? No, nah, I didn't try my best. Then why even go out there and play? Why even go out there and play? You know, if you're going to sit there and not go give your best, give your all in everything you do, you, you're messing up. Right. You're only giving yourself. You're messing yourself up. And basically in the sermon, that's what I'm trying to tell you. God is giving you all. There's some people here who gave their all, but God is giving you all. You should give your all back to God, especially when God gives you skills and talent and all this good stuff that you can do and you don't use it. You're smacking God in his face. Mm. You're smacking God in his face, literally. Yeah. Man, that's uh, oh, go ahead. No, what you about to say? Nah, like when you said all that, man, like I'm trying to look for the perfect quotes to say with it. But like basically, I just think about um, it's a lot of scripture verses, but like 1 Corinthians 10 31 says, and whatever you and whatever things you do, whether you eat, sleep, or drink, give glory and honor to God. And so what glorifies God? Like just barely coasting by barely putting any effort in like hoarding your gifts and barely showing anybody your gifts like being timid and not doing anything at all because you're scared or you're living in fear you're living in your comfort zone you're you're scared to get out the boat does that glorify god or does it glorify god to take risks like to take risks to get out the boat like to get yeah. out your comfort zone and to do something with the talents and the gifts and the, and the abilities that he's giving you right right so what glorifies and honors him Right, that's how we should be living. Get right. glory and honor to God, whether you eat, sleep, or drink. That's all you're gonna be doing in life: eating, sleeping, and drinking. Right? <laughs> yep. Even when you sleep, you need to give glory and honor to God. Even when you right. drink, you need to give glory and honor to God. Right? Even when you eat, but is it limited to those things? No. Like it's what everything you do. Right? Mm -hmm. So like, like actually, Melvin, that that actually hits home. Like, ain't no half stepping with God. Right? Mm -hmm. So like it's funny. I think in the ME church too. I'm sorry to call them out. Like, but like I feel like they don't want us to give our all. Like they want us to hold back a little bit. At least for me, they do. Like so, since I joined the 13th district and board of examiners, like entered the ministry in the African Methodist Episcopal District, guys. One of the critiques and the feedbacks I get all the time is Sean, like you're doing too much. You're too extra. Like you know, if if somebody gives you an assignment, Sean, keep it simple. Like don't do too much. Like, stop doing too much. And what's funny is I'm not even doing too much. I'm just doing the assignment. But, yeah. like, I go over and beyond what everybody else is doing. So they're saying, Sean, you're being extra. You're doing too much. Like, you're trying to get attention. No, I'm not. I'm just doing my best. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm putting my best foot forward. So, like, and then that's another thing, too. Like, Melvin, you know, like, I, all the, like the questions I asked, like, before this year started in board examiners, you know how I sent that big old email? For, up yeah. for the first year students because we had a lot of questions on like what what time what classes do we actually have right now because like we got too many emails all of them contradicted each other with time and stuff 
And so because I sent that email out, like some of the teachers thought I was like trying to challenge them. But I had a question. Like we had a question for first year students. We need to know when our class was. But like me, like that's what they called me too. Like Melvin was with me. They called me like uh, a fire starter. Like, so yeah. like, 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 uh, like I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready. I'm on fire. Like I'm ready to get the work done, do the work. Like, but that's a to some teachers that's intimidating, right? So wow. like. But that's me. Like I'm just hardworking. Like I want to. If it's something I love, I'm gonna put my all in it, right? But yeah. Off as like, okay, man, you're doing too much. But like to be honest with you, that's successful people, right? Michael Jordan was the same way. Like you, you being a teammate with Michael Jordan ain't fun. Not if you don't love basketball. Like he. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> like, I heard. Did y'all watch the Last Dance documentary? Like with Michael Jordan. They literally said, "Oh man, it was like at the very end." Like that's my favorite part of the Last Dance documentary. My favorite scene was at the very end when Michael Jordan started crying because, like, he said, you know, if you want to win, you got to do what winners do, right? And I'm going to make sure you do what winners do. And he said, I'm sorry if I pushed you too hard. I'm sorry if I if I said something that offended you. But, like, that's what it takes to win. I know what it takes to win. So I wasn't going to let my teammates slack or be lazy or not do the oh, work to right. be done in order to be champions. So, like, if, if that makes me a bad guy, oh well, you know. If right. think I'm being too hard on other people. Well, that's 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 what you think because you're a loser. You ain't never won before. I just love what he said. And he started crying because you could tell his passion, how much love yeah. for the game of basketball. He wanted to give basketball his all. So I got a question for all you guys: If Michael Jordan could give give basketball all that he has, why can't you give God, which who matters more than basketball, all that you got? In whatever Amen. field or whatever arena that you're in. So there ain't no half-stepping with God. You want to see God at work in your career, in your marriage, in your uh, relationship with your parents, with your father, with your with your uh, siblings, with your friends. Like, if you want to see God at work in those relationships or with anything you do in life, you got to put your best foot forward. You got to utilize and be faithful with the little that you got so the God can give you more, right? Amen. People are missing out on seeing God because you ain't even trying. You ain't even doing anything with what you got. Right? right now with the little and so little things become big things when you're faithful with the little things right i'm gonna right. do a video on that i'm not even gonna get into that just uh, you got something else uh Melvin? man you, you know everything on the head as far as giving god your everything right. you want god to give him hell or everything everything that you really want and what you need but mm -hmm. when it's time to give god his it's like oh wait a minute hold on a second god i'll be back you know, like or time out, God. Hold on, man. You know, no, nah, don't, no, nah, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't set yourself short. God gave you talent and skills to do whatever. You should be going all out and getting Him back. He is like, hey, it's not about me. It's about God. Who did that? Somebody did that. Um, Steph Curry, he mm -hmm. did that, and they tried to, you know, cut him off with that. He's like, no, nah, you ain't gonna do that to me. Uh, 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 uh. -uh. No, you know, um, one of the main things that we need to stop doing is questioning God. You know, when we question God, we, it's like we questioning, it, it's the way we question God. I mean, I know sometimes we want to question God, like, why me? But when you understand God and his plan is saying, hey, I knew you when you was, before you was born, you wouldn't question him the way you do. Right. You know, um, 
And, and, and that's part of my sermon. Uh, questioning God. Stop questioning God. Um, God really knows what he's doing. Paul tells us he knows what he's doing in uh, Hebrews 12, 1 and 3. Um, God knows your weakness and he knows your strength. You know, and you have to remember that. But the thing I like most is the way God talks to us. He talks to everybody differently. You know, he probably talked to you in your dreams. He probably talked to me with music. And a lot of times I feel like he do. You know, I remember saying it in, in my uh, my sermon, Teddy Pendergraft probably sung the song, but God's telling you, turn off the lights, close the door, and come and talk to me. You know, uh, Tupac probably wrapped it, but it's God telling you when the light start beating you down to keep your head up. You know, Otis Redden probably sung the song, but God's telling you when the world has made you mad, try a little tenderness. You know, Lenny Williams probably sung it, but it was God telling you, I sent my son because I love you. You know, Big Day came, like I said, he probably wrapped it, but it's me telling you, I ain't no half stepping with God because God gonna give you his all. So in reverse, you should give God your all by spreading his word, by telling somebody or whatever. You know, he going to send you somewhere for something, and you'll be sitting there like, why I'm over here? You know, those are the moments you need to be like, okay, Lord, what you want me to do? But you got to get in tune with God first before you can go that route. Man, I was going to say something after what you just said. I was going to say, uh, let me see if I remember. I was going to say, God has already done everything right now for you like yeah. before you were even born he already did everything he already laid out the path for you for yeah. right here he paved the way for you to use those gifts right? yeah get over the hurdles and the humps and the obstacles that you're facing right now in this life like that problem that you have right now what problem did you have when you were 12 what happened with that problem it's settled what yeah. problem that you had when you were six it's settled you don't even remember like how I many right. i got you through all of them Right. Mm -hmm. if, he hasn't gotten through, if he hasn't gotten you through the problems that you're going through right now, he will. Right. Right. God has already paid the path. He already he already done made the way, paid the way for you. Right. So he's already done it all for you. He's already done everything that you need. He already met your needs. He already gave you all the provisions that you need. Amen. Like in saying that, he done his part. So now we gotta do ours. Right, yep. we're all workers with God. We're partakers with God. So that means we all have a part to play. We all have a role to play. God already done did his part. The sun and moon still coming up. Amen. Right? If the sun don't come up and the sun just vanishes, all of life would fail to exist. Right? Yeah. Right. The sun is not going anywhere until the God tells the sun to go somewhere. Right? Amen. Until a new heaven and new earth comes. Like the stars, the moon. The sunlight when it comes daytime and nighttime, like men can try to stop that, but it yeah. they, they can't do nah. anything. About it. And it's nah. like, how long has the sun coming up? How long has it been darkness in the night? Forever. Right. And it's not gonna stop till God wants it to stop. Because one day when a new Jerusalem, new heaven, new earth comes in the last two chapters of the Bible, in Revelation 21, uh Revelation 21 and Revelation 22, the last two chapters, it said that there'll be no nighttime. There'll mm -hmm. be there'll be no uh there'll also be no lamps. Or other light sources. The only light source that there will be is God in His glory, right? He will be the only light. So there'll be no lamps, there'll be no uh candles, no nothing. All right. God is the light. 
Mm-hmm. So it's always daylight there. It will never be night again because God's speaking through creation. So no more pain, no more suffering. What does darkness symbolize? That's what it symbolizes: being lost, confusing, stumbling on things that you can't see. Right? Yeah. In light, you can see and navigate. You 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 get uh you get revelation to know where to go. You can avoid the obstacles, avoid the hurdles. Right? So like, man, when you have step with God, you miss out on all that. Right? So God wants all of you. Or no, I won't say none of you. God wants all <laughs> or nothing at all. That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he, God wants Amen. all or nothing at all. Right. So God wants all of your life. He doesn't just want one hour a day, like a little devotional that's tw- 10 minutes a day. Like, you know, you get what you get, what you put in, right? Yeah. You have step with God and you barely pour into that relationship because it's a relationship, guys. Don't expect Amen. from God. Don't expect to receive revelations from God. Don't expect to really know him, right? You get what you put in. If you put in crap, what do you think you're going to get back? Crap. And with the computers, it's also called uh, garbage in, garbage out. So mm. if you put in garbage, what are you going to get back? Garbage, right? Mm-hmm. Computers only made and is only as good as the code, as the programmer who made the code to made a, made a computer to work the way that it does, right? Amen. Well, I wouldn't say a computer. I would say the software. So like Facebook, Instagram, all those things, right? So like, yeah, man, you know, God has no interest in being a part of your life. So like some people, like how much do you exercise? You probably exercise like two times, a w- two out of seven days a week or like <laughs> you can't, you know, a lot. You spend a lot of time with your kids and then you got career. So how long do you spend in your career or doing your entertainments and hobbies, right? Mm-hmm. How much time do you spend with God? Right. If you lesser, do you spend lesser time with him than you do it with the other things that you do in this life? That's half stepping with God. So yeah. what, you know, like what, what do you what do you expect to get out of that? Like <laughs> man, this video is so right. man. You had anything else? Man, I encourage people, I encourage you. To spend that time with him. When you wake up in the morning, you didn't have to open your eyes because I knew some people who only had their body. They woke up one day, only had their body work. You know, so you should be appreciative. Um, spend more time with God, and you'll see how He ain't half stepping in nobody's life. Literally, nobody's life. That's all I got, man. Yeah, and I would say too, guys, like. Let's talk about half-stepping some more. Like, when you first said that, Melvin, and when you started going in on your sermon that you preached, I thought about how uh, in the book of Revelation, I think it's chapter 3, you talk about being lukewarm, being cold or hot, right? Yeah. And Jesus said, you know, I wish you were hot, but, you know, you can, you're you lukewarm, right? So now I have mm-hmm. to walk you out, like, because that's what it is. It's crap. It's bombing, right? So when you half-step with God, you're lukewarm with him. So you're on the yeah. And you know, you know who's on the fence? Satan. Satan owns that fence, right? So yeah. Matthew 6, 24, it says like, um, what does it say? You either love God or you, you love, you love God or you love money. Or, but I would even say you either love God with all your heart or you love, uh, it said money, mammon, but anything else other than God, right? So like, uh-huh. you have to love God more than anything. So <laughs> That goes back to like idols and everything like that, right? So what runs your life? It's either God or the world because Satan owns the fence. So what are you giving your time to? Whoever you give your time to, that's that's your, that's that's your, it's like what Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
yeah. Is it with God or is it with things of the world? Because things of the world, yeah, do they come from God? Okay, yeah, you can say that, but is it God? It's, right. <laughs> it's not, right? So, like, yeah, being a lukewarm Christian is dangerous, right? Because it makes you blend mm -hmm. in with everybody and impact nobody, right? So, yeah. like, that's that's the danger of being lukewarm. Like, as Christians, we're called to be the salt and light of the world. Salt has 14,000 different functionalities in this world. 14,000. Wow. So salt, you can throw it on the ground and when it's snowing, right, and keep cars from sliding or keep pe people from sliding and falling in the snow because of ice, right? If you put salt on the ground, that's one function. Another function is if you put salt on a wound, it can help with infection or anything like that. It cures and purifies the, the wound. Salt does, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It just you ever swam in salt water before, Melvin, and figured out late that you had a cut? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's sucks. yeah. It, it, yeah, it was cut, but you still feel the pain. Like it, yeah, it's way it's the worst pain you could probably ever feel, guys. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, and that's what salt is. Like so, as Christians, we're supposed to be convicting, right? We're supposed to when we come close to somebody, because that's what salt does. Salt has to come into contact with something, and mm -hmm. then we come into contact with something that blends in. <laughs> you know, also, the, in, in the same revelations, you can put straddling the fence. You know, yeah. you walking around the fence and you don't know what side you want to be on. Right. So you sitting there walking that time that fence line, like, okay, I want to be over here with them because they kicking in the, 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 the whatever. But I want to be over here because I want to say you gotta you gotta make up your mind on which way you want to do right. because you can't do both. Mm -hmm. You cannot do both, like you were just saying. Man, you is on tour. You right. You are so right. Man, I like how you said that. Man. That's what I was saying. Like, you blend in. You impact nobody when you're on the fence. When you're half right, right. Yeah, like, right. You can tell if you're a Christian or if you're, you know, of the world. Like, you have no impact. So there's no point. You got to commit. You got to make up your mind. God wants all of you. He yep. wants your whole heart. He wants your whole life. He wants all of you. All of you loves all of you. <laughs> But like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, lukewarm people want you to be lukewarm too. I'm going to say that too, because it mm -hmm. makes them feel better. Like people who are in the middle straddling the fence, like, man, it's not cool if you commit like to God and, and you give your whole life to him. You got to be careful to entertain people like that. Like people right. who are content with being on a fence and content with half-stepping, being lazy, not giving their all in life. And that's just not being with Christianity. That's just with life too. Like people who play basketball in the NBA, like professionally, there's some people like that who are half-stepping. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? In every arena, like in your career, whatever career you're in, there's people who are half-stepping. You don't need yep. to let them affect you or get to you. Or you and then you conform to their ways. Because their ways ain't the right way. You need to go the way God's telling you to go. Give up your all. Give God everything you got. Share everything you got in you. Don't let anything hold you back, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you do that, you're not going to blend in no more. You're going to stand out. And God yeah, called all of us to stand out. Not He called all of us to be different. He called all of us to be the salt and light of the world. Salt has 14,000 different functionalities. That means salt can do a lot of things, right? So... <laughs> I could keep on talking about salt, but I'm not going to do it. Let's just talk about light. Light has a lot of different functionalities. There are a lot of different yeah. lights. Right? You got the sun that can blind people, the son of God, right? <laughs> then you got lamps and candles. But guys, this is what light does. It stands out. It doesn't fit yep. in in darkness. Like even the littlest light source, like a match. Light a match. If the whole world is pitch dark and you light one match, 
the whole world will be able to see that one match. Mm-hmm. That's how powerful Amen. light is. So it don't matter how bright you shine, how great your light is. If you're light of the world in this dark world, you're gonna stand out. You're gonna Amen. show people God's light because Jesus is light, right? He's yeah. the world, right? So like, right. You ought to be just like him. So like, there's no half stepping, guys. You miss out on impacting, on touching lives, on being a blessing. So that's what's wrong with the church now. There's so many people who are blended in, trying to be like the world, be like the culture, like, you know, mm-hmm. instead of owning who God called them to be, owning who God made them to be. That's what we got to do, right? So this bit, man, Melvin, this is so much, <laughs> so much weight. I, I want to talk some more, man, but I'm talking too much, man. Like this video, that song, man, you got anything else? Like, is you, are you done with your sermon? I'm done with it. Because I, I I went over most of it, you know, and, and letting people know, you know, what God is about. God ain't about mischief. He's not about confusion. He is solely about getting the job done. That's why it's called kingdom building business. Because you got to be about your business when you're dealing with God. You know, when you're talking with people, you know, you got to figure out um what your ministry is. And like I, I, I tell people, coaching high school football is my ministry because it, it <clears throat> down here in Nashville is so many players that's not being loved, point blank. And it might sound funny, but I told a kid one time, man, I like love you, dude. You're like, coach, you love me? Why you love me? You, you don't even know me. I'm like, dude, I can't love you. You know? And because he ain't really never heard it from his own parents, man, he, he started blending. He started coming like, well, coach, can you tell me more about this love thing? You know, and it's sad. But I just try to spread love everywhere I go, man. You know, no matter where I'm at, no matter who I'm talking to, I try to spread the love. Let them know. I don't let stuff bother me. I, I learned that, you know, when you're dealing with God, you can't let stress stay on your shoulders. You got you to gotta brush it off and keep it going. You can't sit there and sit there and rely and say, oh, hope, Lord, I hope you... No, Lord already, like you told you, like you said earlier, Lord already had that plan on what's going to happen. But it's up to you to rely on what God has for you and what God has for you to do. And God, he's going to make a way. And if you're still opening your eyes, that means God still got plans for you in your life. And you can't excuse it and you can't get around it. But it's some people who don't want to, you know, go with God because they're scared what's going to happen. You can't. You can't. God is about love. He's about spreading that love. And basically, at the end of the day, that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to love him, then love everybody else, you know. But if you love him first, that kind, that, that love that's inside of you is going to bloom like a blossom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, guys, you just now tuning in. Me and uh, Melvin, we're doing another musical revelation. We're hitting you guys with another musical revelation, another song of the day. So this is Melvin's musical revelation, uh, Ain't No Half-Stepping by Big Daddy Kane. So you guys make sure to check out that song if you don't know it. It was uh, released in 1988. It's a pretty good song. I actually liked it. Uh, so, uh, it's, yeah. So you guys listen to this song. Comment what you think about the song. Like, how does that relate to Christianity, your walk with God, whatever. Like, it, And maybe you don't like it. So, yeah. If you don't, we can hopefully motivate you to like it. But anyways, the song called <laughs> Ain't no half-stepping, right? So, like, I just want to say this, too. You know, temporary Christians aren't really Christians. So people who are on the fence, they're not really Christians. Like, 
a real Christian sacrifice. Like they denied themselves already. Like they took up their cross and they followed Jesus. Deny yourself means you have no more. It's, it's not your life anymore. It's God's. You were bought yeah. by Christ. Your life's not your own. That's what Paul said. So like uh, in saying that, like you're a, we call Jesus Lord for a reason. Lord and Savior. So is Jesus your Lord? And is he your savior? Like a lot of people they agree, like, yeah, he's my savior, but is he your Lord? Like, do you literally dedicate your life, your ministry, your purpose, your whole being to him? Because we're the body of Christ. We're serving him. It's his body. We're called to function in the way that he called us to be functioning as and working and operating as in the body of Christ. It's his body. It's his Amen. life. And we all have a role to play, a part to play. So when you half step, you miss out on doing your role. That's why we Amen. have this stuff like that. Because our heart doesn't want to do its part. And when the heart dies, the whole body dies. Like, <laughs> but some parts you can do without, like the pinky. I can do without my pinky, but it's still, <laughs> I miss out on other blessings and doing other things and functioning in the way that I could if my whole body had the pinky, right? You see Amen. So like every member in the body of Christ is important. So there's no need for any of us to be half-stepping. What I was trying to say earlier, Matthew 6, verse 24, I had it memorized, but I haven't seen it in so long that I forgot. But it says no one can serve two masters, right? You yeah. love one or you hate the other, but, but uh, I'm going to just read it. No, no one can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, all right? So, like, you got to choose this day which guy you're going to serve. Which thing in your life is going to be Lord? Is it going to be basketball? Is it going to be other people, being a people pleaser? Is it going to be porn, right? Or is it going to be uh, Lord God Almighty? It's going to be Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Elohim. Like, who is it going to be, right? No, man. So, like, there's no half-stepping. You got to make that choice every single day, right? Otherwise, you're going to miss out on playing your part in the body of Christ, right? And really functioning so greatly in, in your function that others' lives become saved and mm -hmm. touches other people that's around you, right? So if you really want to make an impact and a dent in this world, in this millennium, in this time period right now, you have to commit and dedicate yourself to the cause. Like Michael Jordan did with basketball, right? Or mm -hmm. like Kobe Bryant was the same way. They didn't play. Their teammates, uh, some of them probably hate them. Right, because they pushed them so much and pushed them so yeah. hard. But that's what we're called to do as Christians, like just with our ministries, just with the way we're operating. We should be putting everything we got so much that okay, you're doing too much. Like you know, it should convict people. And I, yeah. you know, I think that's what I'm doing, man. Honestly, with board examiners, but <laughs> hey, you too, man. But uh, yeah, you good? You got anything else you want to say? But uh, I'm good, man. All right. But guys, thanks for tuning in. Like I said, this was one of Melvin's uh, musical revelations. So make sure to go to that playlist on my YouTube channel, uh, Upload Past Crossroads. So you go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, you see I have a playlist titled Musical Revelations or Songs of the Day. So check out this playlist and you can listen to way more songs of the day and musical revelations that me and Melvin share. Also, uh, here go my other social media pages. Make sure to go to all of them. I have the best social media pages ever. So just go to all of them and watch. If you go to my YouTube channel podcast, watch all my videos all the way through. Please share them. All right. And share all my pages, man, because they're all epic. And then make sure to support Melvin as well on his Facebook page, Melvin Hart Jr. 
uh, if you really enjoyed hearing from him, you want to hear more from him, he'll start posting his sermons as well, by the way, guys. So you guys can check out his YouTube channel eventually to listen to his sermons and stuff. So, all right, guys, but thanks for tuning in. You guys have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you guys again. Peace out.